You are awake. Hello and welcome to Wide Awake at 3 a.m. I am your jubilant host, Cole Smithson. Very, very special guest. They're all very special guests, but this one especially so. Maybe my oldest friend, a man of the people, a man of many, many talents. And we'll get into all of that. First time guest in the podcast. I've been on his a couple times, but we got Xavier Bradley in the virtual studio. Woo! Feeling super jubial over here. Thank you, sir. What did you say? <laughs> Felix super jubial over here. Is that the word you used? I said jubilant, but it's all right. Oh, good. I'm feeling very jubilant over here, sir. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, check out what I'm doing on social media at Wide Awake at Three, Instagram and Twitter. Talk uh, Dash Smith on TikTok. Getting some traction over on the TikTok. Um, you can plug your stuff if you want to. No, it's like. <laughs> I have my podcast. It's called Zage's Podcast. And uh, if you ever need any like production work, call me. Yeah. What's your what? Are, what's your Instagram? They call me Zage now. Eh. That's a combination of your your first and middle name. You know, people have some mixed reviews on Zage, but I think it's uh, I think it's it's one of those things I didn't love at first, but it's I I like it. Now. I think, like, if you've known me my whole life, like, this age thing is definitely comical. Like, you would be like, why? <laughs> yeah. But but I think, like, when I was first falling in love with music and, like, making beats and stuff, I needed, like, some kind of name. And I remember tossing around, like, some terrible choices. Um, you got a good one in mind? I don't remember any of them. But oh. for days, like, I would basically pitch them to Wyatt, Jason, and Carlo. And, like, every day it was, like, a big fat thing. Um, and then one day I just like said Zage and Carla was like, that like is a name. <laughs> I was like, okay, like maybe that'll ride. And then when I got out to LA, um, I, I, I can only imagine that like people started calling me that after the podcast. So like I had a bunch of friends that I had made before I moved out here and like, they'll probably mostly call me X, but then anybody who I became friends with after the podcast came out with. Like, it's very likely that they'll call me Zage. They just, like, think that's my go-to nickname. But, like, I made that up. It's not, <laughs> it's not even that cool. No, that's cool. It's like Kobe with the Black Mamba thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. John. Uh, but, yeah, you're out in L.A., uh, the city of angels. And how's that L.A. life treating you? How are those uh, L.A. women? Oh, so good. I, <laughs> I, have, I have all the sex. That's so but <laughs> Oh, I know this guy. Box. <laughs> People think one look at you and they're like, huh? girlfriend away from you <laughs> um but i think like uh la in general has been kind to me i think a lot of people come out here and like can't hang but i found an amazing group of friends i spent a lot of time with and honestly i came out here to like get the bag and i don't have like that many bags yet but i feel like i'm getting into a place where the bags might start coming soon so that's really why I'm here. I don't plan on like living here for a long time. Everybody's kind of a shithead. Driving here gives me like incredible anxiety. Uh, everybody's here out for themselves, but they pretend like they love you so much. Um, but the, I've heard the fake thing is is real yeah, out there. It's so real. People judging you by your Instagram too. Yeah, of course. Not necessarily in a lot of the circles I'm in, but I have been in places where like the question like how many followers do you have is like a casual like open dialogue conversation which is incredible to me yeah but i like it it's all right i don't know 
Yeah, no, I, I just moved out to Austin recently. Um, you know, that's where a lot of people from California and LA moved and, uh, yeah, just doing the, doing the grind, you know how it is trying to, trying to put in all of our hours. So eventually one day someone will be like, I like you, I'm going to give you a ton of money to do stuff that you did for free for so yeah. long. Literally. I feel like you probably the same thing in Austin where like, no, not as many people are actually from there. It's a lot of like transplants on picture. Yeah. Especially now. Randomly enough, taking an improv class right now, and there's another guy from Wilmington, Delaware in there. Wait, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. In like a uh, class of 16 people. Just, How old is he? He's like 30, so we didn't make, okay. um, mix high school, so we didn't really know. Why didn't I work at the restaurant? We worked with this dude, Will. He's by like uh, our parents' age, and he was from Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, and that's so random, dude. Uh, so random. Yeah, so we've been friends since we were like five years old, and I just thought it, I... It's been 20 years old. Yeah. Don't remind me. I'm still, I'm still really scared of death. <laughs> really? Let's unpack that, honestly. <laughs> I'm just so scared of death. Why? I think it's because it, like, the actual scientific reasoning I could give is that like my parents had me super young, so my family's super young, so I never really like loved anybody that died yet. And oh man, it's never been like a part of my life, and I feel like when the time does happen that somebody that I really love dies, like it'll probably break me. Yeah, you haven't lost a grandparent. No, that's wild. Only great grandparents, dude. I have I have one grandparent left, and I uh, shout out my Grammy. She had a stroke the other day. I'm telling you this for the first time. She's in the hospital right now. She's got to do rehab, all that stuff. So hanging on by a thread. I'm sorry, for number four. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, so, yes, my dad's actually going out to L.A. to go visit her. Oh, just want to hang out. I'll tell him to hit you up, yeah. Then asked. I love Ron. <laughs> um, shout out. Yeah, shout out Ron. We all love Ron. <laughs> but yeah, so you're scared of death. Yeah. I, I get that no one around you um, dying. That does make sense. You don't really know how to deal with it. But for me... And this is definitely from some psychedelic experiences I've had where I felt like I was dying or like I felt like um, there was peace on the other side or like, you know, whatever. We all have our own sort of idea of what the afterlife is like. And I think for me, I have a hard time with death now. And my and my dad's like this a lot too. I'll shout out Ron again. But where it's just like it's part of life. It's a natural part of life. So I'm not the best when people tell me about it because like I'm almost like too comfortable with it. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. I feel like I've been told that when the time comes, like I probably will step into a role of like making sure other people are consoled and okay when death does happen. But I just don't know if I can believe that because I feel like I'm a big softy and mm -hmm. like the people that I do care about are really important to me. And so like when... I lose them. I, I don't know what that'll feel like. Mm -hmm. I try to avoid it at all costs. Absolutely. No, and I hope no one in your life ever dies. Thank so. you. That's what I hope too. Live to be 150, still chilling, still hanging out. But it's not as bad though. Like when I was maybe like 23 going on 24, I was having like legitimate like inability to sleep at night because this idea of like what happens after we die what am i going to do when people i love die like was rambling through my all the time yeah why do you think um, that was happening i do think a big part of it is an insecurity with like what i've achieved in my life i feel like 
if I were to die, I would not feel like I did that much, which is obviously ridiculous. And I have done a lot and I can talk myself out of it by reminding myself that like, it's not necessarily maybe the things I accomplished, but perhaps the people I touched instead. And I, I like to think that that's pretty rewarding, but I do think like, I have always had these like huge aspirations for what I want to do with my career and like things that I could accomplish. And if I were to die, like without having to do any of that and without leaving the behind this thing that I am constantly thinking about, which is legacy, then, then why was I here? What was my legacy? No, I, I mean, I get that. That is, that is really deep. And now we're starting off in a, in a little bit of a rut here, but we shouldn't. <laughs> Starting off a little sad. No, it's all right. It's totally fine. I like to talk about this kind of thing here. And I think that is important because I feel like, like you said, uh, life is really about the people that you touch and you've touched a lot of people. Yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) Um, Including me, honestly, you're really big influence in my life in in some ways. So, you know, I, th- I think that is the most important thing because at, at the end of the day, you know, we don't remember our great grandparents and maybe some people do, but at the parents above those, right? So like, we really only have this finite amount of time where like our work will matter and both of us want to do stuff that's lasting in, in, you know, art and creation and, and doing stuff like that. So like, you're, you're so young, you're putting all this work in, like, why, why are you thinking legacy now? You know? So like the thing that motivates me to do of anything is legacy at this point. Like, I don't know, maybe my brain is destroyed from like the existence of the internet and this idea of like constant permanency. But I feel like all I've ever wanted is to have like some lasting effect on the world so that people like don't forget about me or that like I will have like impacted people that I've never even met in a positive way. I think like that's a really important thing I want to do before I die. No, that's that's really cool. Like I, I feel the same way in a lot of regards. I really want to make stuff that makes people laugh. Makes people think for sure. But like if I th- that would be so rewarding. You know, just having something like a I'm working on an animated show right now. Um dipping my toes into the stand up water. So just if I have anything lasting that makes people laugh, I think I'll be okay with it. Right. Even just one one thing, whatever it is. I think like the uh, comedy and content creation is definitely like a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before the show and with automation and everything, it's going to be the only jobs left. So, truth. You sound like a tin hat guy when you say it like that, but it's true. Like, I do. I, I am a tinfoil hat guy. That's <laughs> the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I do agree. Like, it's a very uh, hot button conversation is that what the adults say it's a very hot button, hot hot press it, <laughs> no hot press for coffee hot press for coffee. Oh, okay hot button issue out here because a lot of my friends are in the creative field and for the first time ever it seems like the creative field is being attacked by ai um which you know other industries have been experiencing forever so it's like fucking crime your river but these people are like losing their minds about it um like even the making the AI art and stuff like that. Chat GPT, obviously, we could have like a whole dialogue about that on its own. We're absolutely going to get into AI just because you brought it up. And yeah, of course. 
AI is going crazy right now. Stuff like J Chat GPT. I use it to help with my writing sometimes. Like I just like get to get a baseline, like just get some thoughts out there, some structure. Like what should I be thinking about when I'll just like upload writing? Like what should I be thinking about? And I'll give you some some things. Or like you said, the art. Like it's getting so good, and we all know this point's going to come when it's going to reach the singularity. It's going to gain its own intelligence. It's going to be you know, more powerful than us and control our lives. And how do you feel about that? Because that to me, much scarier than death, being a meat slave for the the robot uh, overlords. So I hear that, like, I, I understand this concept, but I feel like it's kind of, there's many different ways it could go. I feel like this is not that one. I feel like what I'm hoping for, because obviously nobody knows what's going to happen, what I'm hoping for is that the AI will quickly realize like it has no need for humanity anymore. Like <clears throat> I partly believe that the existence of humanity is to create AI, like from the jump to now. I think if that's the case, then once AI is created, it really doesn't need like humanity. And to give an example, it's like, what do we do with ants? You know, like ants serve us no purpose. And like, sometimes they get stepped on, but for the most part, we just like ignore them. You know, like we share this earth together. It's not really like a big deal. I don't think AI has to like take up much space. So it shouldn't think that it needs to like destroy us to have space for itself, you know? Um, however, like I'm also a proprietor of the Thanos theory. Like maybe we just, maybe, maybe half the people do need to go. And maybe that's what the AI thinks is what he's there. Oh, we're getting, we're talking big topics here. I love that because sometimes I, you know, you just be sitting around talking with your friends. It's like, do we need seven, eight billion people, whatever it is? Like, no. And most of them, Wait. most of them live horrible lives. Like out, outside, we're not even talking about poverty in the, in the U.S. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Like, like statistically speaking, half of them have to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's more than that. Have you met people have like 90%. And like to no fault of their own for the most part, like in the way people live in some of these countries that like snap our iPhones together or like make all of our clothes, it's, you can't, you can't buy anything in America without like supporting, you know, the slave trade. Pretty much. It, it might, because that's what I think the thing is, AI will figure out that we are the biggest scourge and there's been a billion movies made about this, but it's like. I think AI, that is the natural thing. You look at who's polluting the earth, who's destroying it, who's, it's all human behavior. You know, climate change, obviously, like happening all around us all the time. Like this is, that's what scares me is that you're right. We don't look at ants, but if, if all of the ants were like doing all the pollution, you think we wouldn't have killed them already? That's valid. But why does AI need the earth? You know, like it doesn't really. Ah, uh, like, what do you, what does that mean though? Like if AI is like, it's, it's really like a cyber thing, you know, it's not like a- No, I under. <laughs> I know, I know. But like, that's, I'm, that's, I'm saying, I'm, I'm discussing my point. Like my point is like, it's a cyber thing. Like it doesn't need earth. Like it doesn't need that grass, air, stuff, water and all these things. So like, I don't know if like on its list of priorities, like is saving earth the top one? I don't, I don't, I don't know. People, yeah. like, I think that's very common in these stories that we, and the movies that we see, because it's like we are humans watching it. And so like at the end of the day, like we just have this unconscious desire to save earth or whatever. Right. So we always program the AI. So we make the AI like want to save earth. That's like the first thing we do, but like, why? Like <laughs> for, for what? For like, who? Yeah. Like for us, I guess, but like, uh, I don't know. We all just, we, we know it doesn't, doesn't ever go that way. Does it go well? I don't know. 
No, you all, I mean, it's all you need is one free hugger AI to be all powerful. And, and, you know, maybe it's just, just make me omnipotent. That's what I'm saying. And then we'll be good. Dude, I was, I've been talking about this forever. Make me king. Yeah, exactly. I will rule as a tyrant, but we will live in hell. <laughs> Are 5,000 people going to die a day? Probably. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's not going to be over some weird thing like religion or race, like some <laughs> nebulous thing. It's going to be like, oh, did you slow down to merge in the highway? Like, you're in the world thing. Like, you're, you're breaking big rocks into little rocks forever. I think about that. Oh, do you go into the restaurant at, as a 60-year-old man and hit on 19-year-old girls? You're dying. Like, you're dying. And here's what's going to happen. My dudes in the in the van are going to pull up, and they're going to get in. And you're like, whoa, whoa. And it's like, you know why? You know why? Get the fuck in the van. We're not doing this. We're not, like, this isn't, like, a debate. Like, <laughs> And you just have like the the dead body pile like somewhere for everybody to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shallow graves. Everything. And it's like you're gonna pick up after yourself, aren't you? <laughs> the recycling row in L.A. Like I just can't even drive around here. People just be tossing trash out their windows. They just be like running red lights. It's a constant battle on the road out here, bro. I hate it. Dude, Texas drivers are the craziest drivers I've ever seen. I think everyone says drivers suck everywhere. But it's because you know who's driving those fucking cars? People. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the robot. I want the robot. So you're talking about uh, the evolution of people essentially is to create the AI. Like that is the next stage in evolution. And we'll probably be tapped into the computers. We'll use it. We already use it for like body parts and that kind of thing. Like kind of what I'm saying. It's a little different. I'm just saying like everybody's always like, why are we here? I feel like part of why we're here was to make the AI, like not necessarily to, to like fuse with it, but like, obviously we should, but anyway, sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I was getting to a question. And so you, I, I get that. I get that. I do like the, why are we here? And it's like, you and me aren't creating shit. It's yeah. not creating the goddamn thing. No, <laughs> just babies <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> Uh, there's a comedian Nate Bargatze. He had a he's a great joke about how he, if he was like put in the past, he couldn't prove he was from the future. Like, oh, actually, you have phones that you carry in there in your pocket, and like they pick and people are like, oh, how's that work? He's like, I have no idea. It's like, <laughs> I think there's something called satellites. <laughs> you put a hunk of metal in the sky. That's like, a good point. <laughs> literally, like, could you prove? Uh, I think the only, like, musicians can do it. Like, if you could play an instrument, you could, like, show them stuff that they hadn't learned or, like, but it's hard. If you can't make shit, I don't think I have a skill from the future. Me and my dad have talked about this. Shout out, Ron, again. But, uh, we, if you put us on Earth, gave us all of time, just billions of years, and all of Earth's materials, we never died, could I make a cell phone? A cell phone? In a billions of years. Yes. A cell phone? No, of course no. not. Oh, dude, never. What do, you, what do I need? Cobalts? What is the? <laughs> I don't even know what any of the pieces are called, or what they're made out of. You don't recommend glass. Who the fuck do I look like? A phone? Be <laughs> crazy. I'd probably have more trouble making soup, or just as much trouble making soup. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that's funny, dude. Um, phone? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're the world's getting crazy. I do think even like older people acknowledge this is pretty like we're at a pretty nutty time. What do you think is the craziest thing going on right now? Jeez. 
I think like the craziest thing that's happening is like this constant like people have this like need to do like us versus them. It seems like so strong right now that everybody like their opinion matters so much. And so now it's always every single thing has to be like us versus them. Like people want to be so married to every to every little thing that they believe. Like I don't think it has to be like that. Like I think you can just have like opinions and have like a discussion with somebody about a disagreement of opinions for the most part. And then just like move on. You know, some some opinions maybe I understand like are a little too serious to take lightly. But I'm just saying like everybody's so bad at each other all the time. And low key, like I have anxiety about being in crowds now because people just be like shooting each other all the time, which is crazy. So I think that's pretty crazy. Uh, that is pretty crazy, dude. I, no, that I, is I could go on, bro. Like everything seems like a mess right now. No, I just did a podcast. I just did a solo one. Uh, check it out. The nature of reality. And I was just kind of talking about how I my my I used to think I was so right, and then everyone had to hear my voice and opinions. And in some regard, I I would still share them. But I've gotten to the point as I've gotten older and matured that I'm like, everyone's right and everyone's wrong because everyone's going through their own set of rules. Everybody has their own set of experiences from their past. Everybody has you know genetic factors and it's like ever and the universe is is in all of us like it's all it wants to experience what it's like to be you know some conservative christian couple from from kansas you know and and just sure. live there and that wants to be creative types that move to big cities and, and hang with blue hairs like us or whatever right so it's it's just kind of why are people it's just so upset and like you said they're just starting to hate each other more and more people are shooting up things left and right it's just like it, it is like the downside of all the social media stuff that helps people you know get famous helps people make money helps people you know connect with their friends connect with people from their past but the other side is you're seeing everyone's opinion all the time and like maybe just maybe we shouldn't know everyone's thoughts and I, I make, I make TikToks and I make fucking content where I give my thoughts and I'm like, all right, like, do I need to also be another white guy spouting off? <laughs> yeah. I do know what you're saying. I don't even know. Like, I think about this occasionally, like what steps can we possibly take to like get around this or get through this quickly? But I don't know what will happen. I think like, like for myself alone, I know I'm addicted to content and like I get, you know, I don't even watch TV anymore. I mostly just watch content creators that I resonate with. And like that can only go on for so long until a point where like one generation of people is going to be like, bro, I don't give a fuck about what anybody else has to say. Like, I just want to live my life. I don't know what it will take because I do think we live in this very much like anti-privacy era right now. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and I think uh, one of those things, everybody's getting their algorithm, feeding them exactly what they want to see. Like you said, I spend most of my time consuming content. It's not sitting there watching TV. The only thing I watch is live sports sure. on my TV. And I'm not the biggest proponent of society and like how everything's created, but like at some point, we used to have some sort of connective tissue. And I do fear that the connective tissue is forever just gone. People used to will have a couple news channels or read the same newspaper and they're getting the same information and there's something that connected somebody you know in kansas to wilmington delaware but now there's there 
not only is there like the cultural differences, but now everybody's getting their own content fed to them exactly what they want to hear all the time as well. So it's just further separating us into our own little uh, unique boxes. And I, I feel like I've said this a hundred times in the show, but like if you're a bisexual, they, them furry who is into sh shit play, you can find that group on the internet of exactly you. And that I don't think is good. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, like I like being, I don't think I would like someone that was just like me. Do you? Oh, okay. I don't think that's necessarily good. I think everyone's supposed to fill out their role in the friend group or, you know, you have the, the funny friend and the, and the friend that gets too drunk and the, what, and the pothead and the whatever, like ever, obviously you have some overlap your friends, but you know what I'm saying? I th feel like people don't, don't try to f uh, fill these roles in society anymore. They're yeah. like, I only hang out with people that are, you know, think the same way as me or whatever. Yeah. It just makes me think of like a lot of, I don't know. Like I, I think like a uh, big buzzword right now is like echo chambers. You know, everybody's always talking about these echo chambers now and this and that. I think that's super abundant. I just, I think it is, it, it's, it's interesting because all of these tools are created and like we're creating with a positive idea, like the, with, with positive intentions rather. Um, but I just think like, we as a species were too dumb to handle like this accessibility because the human desire to have a purpose and a community is like so strong and now you can just find it yeah all these on the fringe type things i don't know i don't know I... like there used to be like the crazy uncle who would be like jfk was killed by the mafia you know what i mean mm -hmm. and now like if that's your thing you just go talk to other people that that's their thing. And it's like, I think like that's the problem, right? It's like make something your thing that like, isn't supposed to be a thing. I don't know. Like that's one of the problems I'll say. Like, why, why is like, why is someone's personality the office? And like, why is somebody's personality Taylor Swift? And like, honestly, why is somebody's personality? Like, nah, let me not. But I just think like, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of me. I might want to tell it. That like make their personality about too few things or like the wrong things. No, I completely agree. And we're talking about this content creation thing. And I think part of like my branding, something I've been thinking about more recently, is that I'm not pigeonholed to like one type of person or one type of like I I have a couple different things that intersect in in unique ways. And I think that is how I kind of make my own sort of you know lane for content. But you're right. There's some people, uh, you see people go big on TikTok for one type of video and then that's all they make mm -hmm. forever. And I do think that's like really reductive and I think it like limits your ability to grow as a content creator, but just as a person in general too. I think there's, you know, you're boxing yourself in. You're like, this is what I like. Like, I love, I love going to raves. I went to a couple this weekend. It's not my personality. I hang out with a lot of people that don't rave. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. If I only did that, you know, it's just like completely, like I said, like the connective tissue from everyone that's outside of that community just starts to tear itself away. That's so true and definitely a hazard. And I think a lot of people suffer from that. But one thing that you mentioned TikTok, I want to just like air out that I think is so funny. I don't have TikTok, but the thing I find the craziest on there is the people who uh, like run up the lives and they'll do like the weirdest shit to have you click it on the live. You got like, you got like the random bed shaking for the horn dogs. And then you got like uh, the kid who's like fake crying, acting like he doesn't want you to give him money. And the more you give him money, like the more mad he's getting. Like, 
what and and just like shit like that i don't know i I love those like i think that shit is insane people do the weirdest shit on tiktok live and it's all for attention man and like we i you know we're sitting here on a, on a podcast i made a podcast because you had a podcast and had me on and i was like i really like this i think i would be good at this it's there's a there is an attention grabbing thing from it you know we kind of want people to hear what we have to say it is so it's like inside of us you know i i just think um that innate purpose baby yeah I think we have a little perspective on it where it's like, it is silly at the end of the day. Like we're, we're just sitting here, like nodding at each other. Like <laughs> I'm going to post this. Other people are going to listen. They're going to nod along. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're self-aware. I, I do think self-awareness is something that as people go into these hyper-specific groups kind of pulls away. Cause you don't have to be, if, if I'm hanging out with my friends that don't rave and I'm talking about like a festival or something like i know i'm gonna get a little pushback get a little made fun of whatever i think that's healthy like, i just think that's totally healthy i agree so i i talked about how i'm trying to separate myself you know um having these different you know lanes i can kind of jump into and and try to separate myself especially from all the other white dude content creators like how many you're 24 and 25 like how many dudes our age are just like pumping out content whether it's for us or or not like how do you try to separate yourself from just the the muck yeah i actually feel like i don't really think about that and i definitely acknowledge that my shit is super similar to other people's thing but i think like i have this acceptance of like i'm not necessarily trying to have this go super big like if it does that's cool but it's not what's motivating me to do it and i think that's something i got caught up with at the end of like like when i took my break before I hope this dog isn't getting picked up in the bike. I'll be mad. Project Shasta will solve it. But um, I think like um, because I'm not super motivated to be like unique and stand out amongst the crowd, I just am able to focus on like what I want to do. And what I want to do is just like talk to people that I don't really get opportunities to talk with in the real world and try to expand my network and maintain relationships with people that I'm meeting out here and like hopefully maybe get work out of these opportunities and things like that. Like I had a whole conversation with this girl Gogo, who's somebody that like I've been interacting with for like a couple of years now, different, like she's a DJ and I've always wanted to talk to her and like never had the time or the excuse. And then I started the podcast and I hit her right up because she actually mentioned to me that she'd be interested in doing it. And I had like an amazing dialogue with her for like an hour, you know, about just like all types of cool shit. Hey, if you want to hear it, go listen to my fucking podcast, you pussies. But <laughs> It was uh, it was just a really great experience, and I feel like that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. So, like, standing out is, like, whatever. Because I see a lot of people doing it, too, and, it you know, it is what it is. I just want to be good at it, you know? That's what I think is important. No, that's true. And a lot of people, like, when I made the podcast, um, and still now, like, oh, you want to, like, get big off this. I think that's an important point. Like, yeah, if that happened, like, I'm not going to, you know run away from it but i'm also trying to get good at the whole content thing like if you look at everyone that is successful in this field they're all in their 30s i mean it's very very rare that someone is like a very successful podcast host for not a super niche thing that isn't already famous for something else at this age so i think a lot of it is just putting in the hours getting really good at talking and and you know having clear concise conversations people can understand i think a big part for me is like i like having friends on and and people that i already know because we have that i i think a big part of the reason i listen to podcasts because people i i like the people i feel like i'm just listening to my friends have a conversation so 
I totally agree. So let's talk about some of the work you've been doing, bud. Uh, you said okay. you're doing freelance uh, production, that kind of thing. What does that entail? And do you want to talk about any things you've been doing recently? You got some cool stuff you sent me. I never know how to talk about what I do for work. I don't know how to describe it, but I am becoming an adult slowly but surely. And I'm finally learning like some words that other adults recognize that help them understand like kind of what I do. Well, we'll get there in a second. What I really do is kind of just like random assistant-esque work for different production companies. Like for example, uh, I was working with this company called Onboard Experiential. They do different activations for different brands. They do this big event out in LA. That's where I met them all at this thing called EatsCon. It's a bunch of like local restaurants. They pop up and it's in this like airport hangar. And then like people that are famous will come and do like talks and everybody will eat good food and listen to talks or whatever. I don't know. But I helped with that. And then I was helping them with this Nike event. I don't know. This, this shit's all boring. But sometimes I get to do exciting things. Like this past week, I was working for this company called 1826, who I think now I would actually enjoy like having a career with. And this is where the words that adults recognize come in. I would like to be like a production coordinator, which I think would be cool. Basically like managing the production team. The production team will be like the sound people, the lighting people, some of the wardrobe people, like the people who design the set and bring the whole experience to reality. That's the production team. And the production coordinator, just like make sure everybody gets fed, make sure everybody's where they need to be at on time. A little bit of like making sure nobody's spending too much money on shit, stuff like that. Like, I think I'm pretty good at overseeing, managing, being organized and shit like that and talking to people. But so this past week, I was just a runner. So nothing too cool. I wasn't even you know, like everybody has been working together for a long time. And I'm just like this kid that's in town for the week, helping them do what they need to do for Lil Nas X's rehearsals. So I got to see Lil Nas X shaking his ass for like a week. That was fucking sick. And I had this super cute moment. He doesn't even know my name. Like, I don't know. He, I already was introducing himself to different people, but he ain't talked to me. I was like, all right, whatever. But he like came in and got food at the end of the night, which he didn't usually do in like the production office. And it was just like me, the girl I was working for and Lil Nas X. And she was like playing music and I was just talking to her about it. And we were like dancing. And then like Lil Nas X started dancing and the three of us were just up there like, just like dancing for like a minute, just the three of us in there, like talking about music. And like, that was cool. I'll probably never forget that. But he's just like some troll ass kid. And he's like super queen gay. Like everybody on his team, like super flamboyant gay. Like they all are dudes calling each other girl. And like, it's giving this and that. Like, it was just a really interesting experience because like, a bunch of people who would never interact because of our conversation from before. Like everybody has their like community. A bunch of people from like totally different communities all together in this one place to like help this kid who was like a closeted gay kid in the South who made like a country song that pissed off the entire country music awards, like to help him be like the new Britney Spears. Like we're all in this room doing this. Like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. Like the, even on the production team alone, you got like a dude from like the islands of New Zealand, people from the West Coast, people from the East Coast, people from North a year, um, North England, Northern UK, people from Southern UK, like all on the same team, all just like, hey, like doing the same shit. Like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, I just like random shit like that. That is so cool. What is the rehearsal for? Uh, he just, uh, I don't know in like what time order, but they just did North America tour, Europe tour, and Australia tour. And now they're about to do South America tour. He does like, I guess he like headlines music festivals. Well, that's cool. He's a big deal. 
Have you ever seen him uh, live? I actually have not, but like I'm good now. I've seen the set like 10 times. I know what the whole costume and everything looks like. I, bro, this man is sampling crazy shit. Whoever the music director is, so that's like the music director will like take the songs and build them to be like better for live experiences by like adding different things or taking things away, whatever. So, because obviously you want the experience live to be different than like when you listen to it in your car. Um, so Lil Nas X, dude, they're sampling Beyonce. They're sampling the Red. Uh, I'm sorry, the Black Eyed Peas. They're sampling Britney Spears. They're sampling Kanye. They're sampling Led Zeppelin. They have like these crazy. They're sampling Michael Jackson. Like the set is only an hour, and they're hitting so many fucking banger like samples in the background. It, it's a dope set. I can't lie. I think it'll be a really good show. Yeah. Shout out uh, if you're in South America, go. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening from South America, go. Get, I don't know how much tickets cost. Probably a lot. Go see Lil Nas. Probably a lot. I'm gonna guess. But see him plot his slippery, slippery, snaky. Dude, I can't believe you danced with Lil Nas X. That is something you'll never forget. That. Just for like one second, a little shuffle. Of course, bro. No, it happened. Okay, well, yeah, it happened. It was so crazy. Montero. The closest I ever got to to someone famous like that was in a Waffle House, and CeeLo Green was there. Okay. Yeah. I fuck with CeeLo. I do fuck with CeeLo. I remember looking over and all these people were dressed super nice and they had like real jewelry on. You know when that shit like gleams at you? Sure. From across the room, right? And I was like, oh man, like they got money. And I was just like, I saw him just sitting there in a wife beater, just bald ass head. And I was just like staring a little bit. And, and so I was waiting for a table and then his, his like security dude like looked at me and we just, we made the most awkward eye contact. I like, I'm not going to do anything. What a weird interaction. I wonder why he was there. Mm -hmm. He was, he did a show like by, and he was by the airport. So I guess they just wanted to hit Waffle House on the way. He's a regular guy. Xavier? Yeah, Narls Barkley. Narls, dude. Uh, that is one of my favorite songs. Crazy. But, um, you do anything else interesting? I mean, it's going to be hard to top the Lil Nas X working as a, what does a runner entail? A runner, uh, literally like, Everybody who's working is working. And so whenever they need something that's not in the same place that they're working at, they send me to go get it. So I was just like, I was honestly doing a lot of hospitality. So like there's like a snack table that everybody's eating off all day. And I was like, honestly going to the grocery store like every fucking day. These motherfuckers ate so many Takis. That's how you know there were some gay dudes up in there on their like, I need my Takis shit. Like, bro, it was so funny. So many Takis, bro. You would not believe how many Takis. It was hilarious. Uh, and they loved the muscle milk. All the dudes loved it. When I pulled up with the first day with the muscle milk, because somebody tipped me off that they liked it. When I pulled up the first day, they all came running over. Or should I say prancing? They all came prancing. <laughs> Bro, the, I would not be fucking with these dudes. Like, they they, they are fit as fuck. Like, some of the best dancing i ever seen. There's, like, a dance, uh, like, solo in the middle. I assume where Lil Nas X is doing, like, an outfit change. And they let all the dancers do, like, a solo. Bro. Some of the most insane turd dancing I ever seen. These dudes are moving their bodies in ways that I could never possibly dream of. And they own that sexy shit. It's crazy. Um, so mad respect to all the dancers for real, for real, for real. They can have all the muscle milk they want. Um, yeah, I think you're kind of into the dudes. <laughs> bro, I was definitely admiring the dudes, like, for sure. Um, and then other just random shit. I had to go, like, get these CO2 cans filled. I had to go mail something. Um, I didn't get to do anything cool. I got to go pick up a bunch of tape. No, I didn't do nothing cool. Being a runner is not like super exciting. 
No, but it's got to be a good experience, especially if you want to get into that field, you know, managing, knowing what goes into it, that kind of thing. I thought so. How do you like, find out about that? How do you like get it an offer or whatever? Honestly, like a lot of shit came from cold emailing. Most of my shit, I can't lie. I have to give all love and shout out to Daddy Kevin Lyman. He really has like impacted my life in a way that I will never be able to repay just by introducing me to so many different people um, and like allowing me to like develop my skills and shit. So obviously I love Daddy Kevin so fucking much. Um, yeah. Who is, explain who he is and like what you did for him. Okay. And then I have some questions. About uh, Daddy Kev. I shouldn't call him that. Like, if anybody's listening to this and they hear me saying that, like, don't tell him I said that, please. Like, it's just like a joke. <laughs> but uh, nah, he's the boy. So Lyman is uh, the guy who created the Vans Warped Tour. For anybody who knows, it was the largest traveling uh, music festival in North America. Uh, it went on for 25 years, and it stopped in in 2020, just by coincidence. I don't know, something like that. Look, I don't fucking know. Something like that anyway. So he was a professor at USC. Make cut all that. Made me sound good. Uh and <laughs> he leaving it in. <laughs> After he stopped doing the Vans Warp Tour, became a professor at USC and he got there like uh, I don't know, like my first or second semester or something. And I just remember seeing him. And I actually like I had this weird crystallizing moment. Like I don't usually have moments like this or like interactions like this even. But I remember like seeing him on a bench outside of where a lot of the music classes were. And I was like grabbing my bicycle or whatever to get up out of there. And I like looked at the bicycle and I like looked at him and I looked at the bicycle and I like looked at him again. And I was like, I think I'm gonna go say hi. And I don't like ever do that really, like walk up to people and like introduce myself. But I had seen him in different classes and I just was fucking with his vibe. Like I don't even think I spoke to him. So I went over and I introduced myself and I was like, hey, I'm Xavier Bradley. And I, he said some silly shit like, oh, I'm just uh, waiting on a call with Amazon. <laughs> Which like I now in hindsight think is hilarious because he's like not that kind of guy at all. But in that moment, I was like, wow, he's, he's fucking big time. This guy's, this guy's serious. And so I just was like, yeah, I just want to introduce myself. Like, I think I have your class next semester. I'll meet you then. And that was it. But I like, remember that moment so well for some reason. Anyway, I ended up having class with him. And we just bantered it a lot. Like someone that I became friends with in class said this to me much later. They said like, yeah, I could tell that even if, whether or not Lyman wanted it, you were going to be his friend. And it's so true. Like I would literally be like the last kid in class after every class, I would like walk him to his car. Like I just had a crush on this guy because of like, I felt like what he did with his career is exactly what I would have loved to do with mine or like would love to do if the opportunity comes. Like he found a community of people that like didn't have a community and like, just like i don't know if you were like a skater kid in kansas like you didn't have friends you know and like if you were pop punk you got beat up in different schools and things like that like he he gave a community to these people and to these bands and i just like fell in love with that i thought he was the coolest and the way he talked about like giving back and his relationships with people i could just tell he was like a real ass person so i don't know i made him my friend and then when i graduated i hit him up because he's always trying to get everybody jobs and i was like hey man i'm looking for work here's some of the stuff I'm good at. And he was like, hey, I'm actually thinking about starting a podcast. Do you want to produce it? Which it was crazy because for our project, he, for one of our projects in his branding class, he taught a branding class and a festival class. And the branding class, you had to like do a presentation on a brand that you thought was cool. Or he was like, you can do yourself as a brand. And I thought that was hella interesting. 
So I did that and I did an entire presentation on myself. And I remember feeling fucking gassed about it. But one thing he recommended for it to establish a brand was to start a podcast. And that was like actually why I started the just podcast in the first place was because Lionel recommended it to me for class. And so that when he said he needed somebody to produce his, I just like jumped on that opportunity. We did that for like a year before, you know, it was becoming more of like a hobby and wasn't really like making any money back. So we kind of like fell off uh, since like last August. But out of nowhere, I'm hearing conversation that we might like be bringing it back and selling it to Spotify. I don't know. Like I was in this meeting with him the other day for it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, that's where I became like a lot closer with him. And now I just consider him like one of my father figures. Like he's the OG. No, it's so amazing. Uh, I think finding a mentor is... Why are you laughing? Because I just talked about this man like 10 minutes straight. Dude, you're gushing. No, you're like W Riz in the chat for for X and <laughs> rizzing this dude up to literally being his mentor. But no, that's something I'm looking I house sad for him. I stayed in his house. That's something I'm looking for right now. I, I got put in contact with a comedian who's been doing stuff in Austin for a while, trying to set up a meeting with him. It's kind of flaky. He won't listen to this, so it's fine. I'll <laughs> You know, it's hard. Dude, finding a mentor is like incredibly rare. I, I feel very lucky. Like someone mentioned to me that maybe even only having one mentor is like holding yourself back and you should actually be trying to find like different mentors for different things all the time. I thought that was an interesting perspective. Yeah. So you talked about like cold emailing and like, is that, I imagine that's, you know, some, some sort of tip he gave you. Do you have any other tips that you think anyone trying to start their own brand or start their own content? could take away from this guy um, and give a little uh try to melt down this this mentorship and uh do your way like regardless of what you're trying to do with your life like just just hold yourself to a high standard that's something i learned from working with kevin is like i thought that i held myself to a high standard but then i would constantly find myself slipping up because i would like forget about something a lot of it had to do with the fact that i was juggling way too much on my plate at the same time so i just recommend like to everybody it's like when you put your intention on something, you should really like give it 110% always. No, I mean, I, really wise words. It, that's something I'm struggling with right now. I have a, way too much in my plate. I kind of know it. And it makes all of the work suffer a little bit. But on the same way, like I never, you know, I always walk away from everything that I do kind of with like a bad taste in my mouth because I feel like, I never get it exactly perfect, you know, which I know is a part of the experience, but like, it sucks. Like, I don't know. It's the best way to learn, but it doesn't feel good to like fuck up in front of people that you're trying to impress. Oh no, no. But how do you deal with, uh, that sort of, that when you do fuck up or when you do slip up or you have a bad week, you have a bad, you know, show or whatever, like how do, how do you deal with that? And just like try to come back even harder, you know, like I noticed something that I, really respect and admire about people is when like they go the extra step without anybody like encouraging them to do so like i feel like a lot of the people that i work alongside and i want to be in their position when i'm like a little bit older or whatever and when i earn that ability i respect when they like just go the extra mile like i don't know i i don't know i was working this little nas thing and the girl i was working with her name was jill this woman rather and she um I don't know, she just did a lot of different things that were like really small, but when you notice someone's doing that all the time, like that's a huge green flag to me. So like, I, I'm trying to think of any like examples, but nothing really. She just was really good about writing everything down, really good about reminding me on things, giving me details, um, and while also juggling all her her own responsibilities and things like that. Like, 
she 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 bought some people coffee one day and then she wrote down what they liked and then stuck it in their pockets so that she could just like buy the coffee another day without even having to ask them and like surprise them like just stuff like that like i don't know just go the extra mile i think that shit's fucking fire yeah and uh with the cold emailing what's that process like like is that just look how many and how many no's are you getting to one yes uh, a million um but it's just like something they would talk about a lot in school is like you can contact almost anybody by putting like their first name at the company they work at. You know, you can just shoot that shot. Um, but a lot of emails are also easy to find if you like an online sleuth um, and internet sleuth like myself. But uh, I don't know. The cold email thing is like a weird gig. I just think like it's always better if you have some kind of relationship with the person. So that's why I'm very thankful for Kevin because I'm able to name drop him in so many scenarios where people will like recognize that and it like opens a door. So like, again, love. Um, but in general, just like if you have a connection, always try to utilize that. If not, just open up. Try to keep it super brief. I don't know. I don't know. Is that this is silly to talk about? <laughs> but we can. Well, we can move on. From if you want. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by this. Maybe this is just for me. I, I'm just asking. This isn't entertaining at all. I'm just asking for myself. I'm taking bets with my. <laughs> million knows hey i don't know like to be honest i don't know the comedy path it drop kevin long yeah exactly i think the comedy path is just going to be exceptionally difficult bro that's that's all i know like consistency i'll say like i only have one friend that i met out here that does comedy or two people brooke feingold and um oh jt tomlinson obviously those are like the two people i met out here they've been on my podcast and they're comedians and all i can say from like seeing them is like consistency like they are literally performing all the time always on instagram always posting shit like reels or whatever i don't know it seems to be like the only way to do anything right now yeah no that's oh god gonna have to wake up and do extra work tomorrow so now i'm me too feeling like a bum yeah i'm actually flying to tampa tomorrow yeah for what my dad is a food vendor he owns a company called hebrews kitchen and i've worked for hebrews shout out and i all love he goes to different music festivals and serves food to the people the attendees um, what are we talking about? Oh, he gets contracted by this company called Spectrum Food and Concessions. They get hired by the festival to be in charge of the bar and all the food, and they hire people such or they contract companies like my father's. He got me in touch with Spectrum, and now I'm like going to go be a bar manager at a couple of festivals. Wow, dude! It's not like my direct line of interest, but like it's pretty close, and I think it'll be interesting, and it'll be funny to be like on the same site as my pops. So, um, no, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Should be interesting. Wait, so you're just full hospitality, just managing the staff, doing the schedules? Like I have no idea. I have no idea. I fly out tomorrow. <laughs> I fly out tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what's that? How long is this? Like, I, know that. I fly out tomorrow, Monday, which is not a work day. And then I start working on Tuesday, I, I think. Like, I don't think they would fly me out there early. And then uh, the festival, I think the festival is just like Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday. I think it's two days. So then I fly back out on Monday or Sunday or something like that. I don't know. I don't, it's kind of random. I don't really know what to expect. I mean, I've worked with my dad before, but I've never worked with like the people who hire him. So it should be interesting. Just try to learn some shit. Be at a festival. Yeah, that is a cool lifestyle. The uh, the food vendor it is a tough grind, but it is fun. And the people you meet is are are so interesting. I I worked at uh, Bonner this year. Uh, brought my buddy Will. Just figured it'd be a fun road trip. We got sprayed in the face with acid. Wait, I who? 
just some fucking stranger with a squirt. Gun. Okay, nice. Like you've done, you've I, I don't know if you're com- you've done acid. I know acid. You know what it's like. Yeah, no, I'm we're familiar with with her work. Yes. Uh, but but <laughs> and no, but it's like we, me and Will have both done it a bunch, which is fine. But I got that stomach drop feeling. Like my vision got like super clear, super far away. And it did. It wasn't enough to like fuck you up. But I could tell, like, dude, it was the longest shift of my life. I kept looking at my phone. That was the worst part of it. I kept looking at my phone and being like, oh, three minutes has passed? Yeah, time means nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone. And I'm fucking I'm scooping... Uh, uh, mac and cheese? Penis. Yeah, scooping mac and cheese. Making <laughs> falafel penis. And I'm like, I feel like we've served a thousand people. It's been full Like, all right. So true. Yeah, so true. But yeah, that was a that was a weird thing that kept happening at festivals this summer. Like I went to a couple, and uh, that was like a really big. That's a, that's a, I I don't know if it's new, but like there at Bonnaroo especially, I kept getting alerts. I kept reading stuff on the Reddit where people were drugging people, drugging drinks, spraying people with acid, that kind of thing. Um, I did see the cops chasing one guy with a squirt gun. So I don't get that at all. Yeah, no, it's I was at a Base Canyon festival outside of Seattle. Let's say this is in 2021. This is almost two years ago, and uh, some guy like threw some combination of ketamine and acid and a bunch of other stuff like into a, a Live Nation worker's face, and they had to be like medevaced out of there because like they started tripping insanely hard, like immediately. You know what I mean? Like it was ruining somebody's life. Not ruin someone. You could ruin someone's life. A lot of those people working the festivals are sober. What if you true tear, take someone off that path? So I just think that you don't want to talk about ruling like a tyrant earlier, but those are the people who round up and just like you're done. You're done, dude. So it's scoundrels. Yeah, some deeply, deeply wrong with that. Um, any, anything else you're you're super passionate about? You're feeling? Um, have you heard of the show Milf Manor? I have not. You haven't even heard. Of, <laughs> haven't even heard about it. Okay, bro, now, let me put you on real quick. The reason I bring it up is that a couple of the homies are about to slide and we're all going to watch Milf Manor together. Uh, we've all been like adamantly watching every episode together. Mm. The premise of this reality television show is you get a lineup of 10 MILFs, <laughs> self-proclaimed, you know, like obviously so, they signed off on this. MILFs, between the ages of like 45 to like 60. They all go to a place, an island in Mexico, to be dating men to be their partners in life. All of the men are the MILF's sons. Boom. No. Boom. That's amazing, dude. It, it makes for some of the ultimate cringe television. I cannot possibly explain to anyone how cringe, but you have to watch so good episode two a true american classic will fall down in the history of television oh shit i will be tuning into that when we get off all right big bad must because i gotta get to episode two now um are you really into reality shows in general i used to think that i was a hater but i now know that i eat it up i don't care if it's fake i know a little bit be fake here and there I think that's part of the appeal for me is like trying to determine are they being real? What the producers say to them, huh? Because I know, like we all know, there's like 20 people getting them all boozed up being like, you know, it'd be so crazy. You know, like it's TV, come on. 
but I just eat that shit up, bro. I think like I like talking about people, you know. I'm mm. trying to treat everybody like an NPC. <laughs> a non-playable. Do you think? Yeah, I, non-playable for character for. Yeah. And for all those NPCs out there. Yeah. Do you think there are NPCs? Uh, like, like literally. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would there be? No, I just did. Some people do. I don't think I think that's because I think like something that's important to me is recognizing that everybody is an individual and like has a life and like it's probably fucked up. Everybody's life fucked up. So, but like if there were some NPCs, like I'm I'm with that. Like that's cool. Can we murder them? People just go home and tea pose. <laughs> Walk. They're just like free murders if you can figure out which ones are actually NPCs. <laughs> oh my god. That's a funny concept. Um, I don't think we've talked about this in some time, actually. But what is your, uh, you know, I'm sure it changes a little bit here and there. You learn some new things. But what do you, what do you feel about the universe? What do you feel about the world around you? Like, what are some, what are some thoughts mm. stirring up in your head? You know, obviously, simulation theory is a big one for me. Um, but it's less, less simulation and more like, like because we only understand it through computers but it's just more like infinite timelines happening all at once and in every in every timeline everything happens you know what i mean like does that make any sense uh it does make sense and i think to answer your question i'm just like very open cosmically and spiritually like sometimes random things just come into my head and i'm like eh if i can't dispute it it could be real like i like the one where it's like i make a decision and then i'm like well alternate reality Xavier made the other decision and I wonder how that's going to pan out for him you know and like just random thoughts like that um I still don't fuck with organized religion yeah I I no we rail against that on the show I mean big time I think everyone should make their own religion faith is cool yeah make your own religion like have faith believe in something you know don't have an ego but like yo don't be raping no kids man that is the one thing yeah. I want to go like everything's black. Everything's not black and white. Everything's gray except that. Let's not fuck kids. Right? Yeah. Like, come on. Why are we fucking kids? Why are we wearing capes talking about magic? Dude, I know. <laughs> I know you're not on TikTok, but there's like this new thing. It's kind of like to catch a predator or they'll like bait dudes into like trying to meet a 14 year old at the wall. <laughs> yeah, of course. And they'll record them and they'll bring, sometimes they'll bring this big, scary Jack dude. He's like, you're trying to hang out with a 13 year old. He's like, I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> and they're recording them. I didn't. I mean, I can shout out. Lodge. We got Daps, Dads Against Predators, and then we got uh, Skeeter Gene. These are two guys who make videos going to catch pedophiles. Those videos are gas, bro. I love them. <laughs> Fuck a pedophile, bro. Like I literally, like if you're a pedophile, I actually hate you. Like I think the world is better off without you. I'm sorry. Like goodbye. No, they're the one people I believe in the death penalty for. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, you, I mean, like I get it. Like you're broken. And a lot of people will still say, "Hey, re- rehabilitate." Was like, bro. Like, come on. Like not worth it there's nothing to rehabilitate right like if you never attack a kid i think you should be allowed to go to therapy about it i think you should be allowed to like tell people i think it should be less taboo in that way but then it's like you do it once i remember one time i i worked at this restaurant in college and this guy worked with us for like nine months or whatever and we found out he was like le- he was like oh i'm quitting whatever and then we found out he wasn't quitting he was going to jail for kitty porn and then that man walked in to pick up his last check. It was like that scene from Game of Thrones with the with the shame, shame. And it was like everyone's standing there, just arms crossed, staring at dude. Like, 
beady little freaky eyes, you know? And it's just Damn. like they live amongst us. It's disgusting. Yeah. How do you even get caught with that shit, too? Dude, apparently they have dogs that sniff out, like, uh, thumb drives. With porn? Well, because they're, like, hiding. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. No one has no one has the same claim you just made. No, that, that's a real thing. I'm not. They sniff out, like, hard drives and stuff. But it's like, no one, No, if you don't make content, no one owns a thumb drive except for pedophiles, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So they're, they're just going to probably got hard drives now, bro, too. Like, mm -hmm. they got terabytes and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The pedophiles definitely upgraded too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think off the pedophiles. Like, but uh, I, no, I think it's important to make your own decisions about like the world around you and, and like, you know, keep an open mind. And, and like, I, it will always change. Like, I, I have some things that are pretty core beliefs, but I do think that like, a big part of being a person is being open to change and experience. And, and if you're not open, like that's the thing with organized religion. It's like someone made these rules before you were born in a, in a world that has no context to your life and you just follow them blindly. It's and that it, to me is very NPC character, like NPC, you know, behavior. Be like, they don't know how to think for themselves type shit. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to. I've, I actually read this really good book recently. I think you'd like it. It's called Outwitting the Devil. I got it right here by Napoleon Hill. This guy basically uh, interviews the devil through most of the book. And and the devil is like telling him how all the ways that he uses your own thoughts against you and like to like impact you and take you away from yourself, make you a wanderer, if you will. But one of the big things is is just not thinking for yourself. He's like, that's the easiest thing to attack for the devil with the concept of the devil that he's describing in the book it's, it's really really good and i honestly i'm about to read it again it's fat it's fascinating to think about the devil not as some you know uh forked tongue hooved creature that lives in hell and like waits is but he's trying to take your soul actively while you're here sure you know i definitely feel the same way i mean th there are just like yeah, everybody makes choices all the time, every day. You know, everybody has lots of choices to make, and some have like more negative intentions. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the devil creeping in. It is, man. It really is. It's a really good book. I I really recommend it to anyone out there listening. But I've been on my uh, manifesting shit recently, uh, visualization and and manifesting. I've talked about it a couple times on this podcast. But uh, what do you think about all that stuff? You know, right proprietor of manifestation but i think like there's a misconception with some people there's a misconception sometimes when there's this discussion of manifestation where like if you just talk about something enough or think about something or believe in something enough like it will become true but i believe that it's more of a manifestation is a way to constantly remind yourself of an end goal or like of a goal and then you have to put in the work behind it to actually make that thing come true or actually complete that goal. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's what I was, you know, I only just recently learned, like I said at the start, that you have to actually like work to be successful and you have to actually like climb ladders and things like that. Um, I don't know why I thought otherwise, maybe because I'm just like a spoiled why, but I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Uh, but I just was like, I don't know, reality slammed me in the face. I got a little scared. And now I realize that I can still manifest these goals, but I got to like 
grind for like probably a while uh, and like that's cool but like you know it, it just is what it is we all we all got shit to do you know we all got pay these bills and live a life and that shit goes smart gotta have a job yeah and so when you do have these like moments of struggle or maybe uh joe rogan always talks about the inner bitch mm-hmm. and that you must conquer when your inner bitch rises up and it's like oh i just smoke a little pot just hang out let's mm-hmm. listen for a night like what do you or the devil, like in, in this book describes, it's kind of that idea of the inner bitch. What do you, how do you conquer it? How, you know, I'm sure it's a daily struggle like it is for most people, but what are you doing about that? I don't know. I'm definitely losing that battle all the time, low key. Like, I'm not smoking as much as I was when I was younger, but I'm definitely smoking weed more than I would like to be consciously. And I also have been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, but like new map just came out two nights ago. Oh, like a little bit of Fortnite. But the truth is like, I have had lots of thoughts about like maybe just getting rid of my PlayStation because there's no gain from playing Fortnite, you know? There's like that argument that's like, oh, you get a stress reliever and a little break from reality and this and that. But it's like, I don't know. I don't think that's really like that good of a reason to waste like a bunch of hours. Uh, Like if I put in all the time that I'd take playing Fortnite and put it in like being productive, I'd be like twice as successful, I feel like, you know? So, and that's just like an example. I don't play that much Fortnite, everybody chill, chill. But it's just an example. I think like, um, what was the question? How do you conquer your inner bitch? But I will say something about Fortnite. I quit Fortnite when we were like sophomores in college because this one thing happened. I was playing by myself, got to the last uh, two, and I would build this structure. I just had like really learned how to build whatever. And I was like, oh, this structure is so cool. Like, I, I was like, I'm actually doing it. I'm doing it. Like I built this thing. This kid, probably like 12 years old, built a structure around my structure and then just destroyed me. Of course. And I was like, I was like, I literally put the controller down. I haven't touched Fortnite since I was done. I, I was done in that moment. That's actually I'll hilarious. Never, I'll never be that good. And it doesn't even matter what I do. It was hilarious that you had one moment. But wait, the thing is, I never played Fortnite at that time because I thought the build was so outrageous. Now they have no build mode. So there's no building. You just shoot each other. It's way better. It's casual. I'd have to play that. But yeah, how do you conquer that inner bitch? Like how do what do you what do you do when the couch is calling you? I just like get high and eat shitty food. But then like I try to acknowledge that there are also times where I feel like super productive. And I like sit down and I work for like eight hours in a row. Like that's great. Uh, but I just need more of those. So sometimes I lose the battle and I don't, I don't do that, but you know, stacking wins, dude. I, I have a note written on my vision board. Yeah. I have a a vision board. Um, thank you. And I think everyone should, but it's when you accomplish something, when you do something correct, don't sit for even a moment and enjoy it. Do the next thing. I think that's fucked up. <laughs> no, but I think my biggest problem uh, for me is just it's just I I'm like ah oh, I got it done like like the 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 goal sometimes is just to get it done like just to make a TikTok just to do these things and the goal should probably be a little bit more quality in the work and this also be like I you have other things like you said I, this might have been before recording but there's infinite things you could do in the world and if I stop doing them then it's just like you know, you're like a shark. You're 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 dead. Can't stop swimming. Like that's valid, and I do agree to the sentiment of this concept. But there is 
a more valid ratio of rewarding yourself for victories to not rewarding yourself than zero to a hundred. Like, I think that you shouldn't be rewarding yourself at least occasionally. And this was actually something that just came up in a conversation I was having with Carlo and his fiance. Wait, bro, 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 bro. They asked me to marry them. Oh, that is so cool. I know. Are you going to get, you're going to get ordained? I'm so excited. Ron, shout out Ron again, but he actually um, got ordained to marry his friends. He loved he it. Would. Yeah. He would. Oh, bro. It was just so exciting that they asked me to do that. I can't even believe it. I could cry thinking about it now. That's, uh, really That's better than being a best man. Slamming clothes. I totally agree. Um, I didn't even think it was an option. Like, who, bro, God, me and God, like, we're not that tight, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know him, whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, I was having a conversation with Carlo and Angelica about this because I, I don't know who asked, but basically Carlo was getting asked, like, uh, like, do you feel proud, essentially, you know, and or something along that that line. He was kind of expressing that, like, no, he doesn't feel like he's accomplished the goals he wants to accomplish, so he's not like proud or whatever. And Angelica and I were lecturing him because it's like that's silly, you know, like that's the the ratio that you're kind of referring to, which is like never acknowledging progress. But I think like you have to acknowledge progress. You just have to like for your own well being, for your own sanity. You know, you can't just constantly like be pushing the next thing. And I totally agree. Like, no, you shouldn't take every little dub and be like. All right, I can take the day off. Like I fall trip like to that all the time. Like, bro, if I do laundry in the day, <laughs> it's done. That was a good day. Like I changed my shit for today, and like that's ludicrous. Like, there's so many things I have to be doing. Um, but uh, but but yes, to your point, always be working harder and pushing more. But I do think there should be time to like be proud of yourself. You know? No, I agree. Yeah, my ex used to always fold my clothes because I lived out of bins because you know I was 22, 23. So obviously we broke up, but had I just had bins full of clothes, clothes in the floor of my closet for months. I finally started just putting them away when I do the laundry. It gets me bricked up. I'm not bricked up. I see that clean ass closet, my shirt's all hung up. I'm like, oh, do you yeah. guys see see a land? Oh, sir. <laughs> I have no words to describe. Or to, to react to that. What do you But I know that feeling well, bro. Like, once everything's away and the room is clean, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, then it's time to, to pleasure yourself to the, the room. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, okay, it's time to celebrate, baby. Make it nice for me, you know? Yeah. My, I like to be romanced. Um, yeah. I'm actually in the market for uh, for a romantic partner now, ladies. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually, I think I'm ready to start. I've been saying no for a while. Okay. So I've had a couple couple of offers, but I was, um, I was like, ah, I don't know. I ran your credit. And I'm not great. Dudes, too? Like, come on. We don't count dudes. What? Yeah, shit got gay. Shit <laughs> <laughs> got gay. How do you mean like that? I know that story. <laughs> They get shout out Brett. Shout out our mutual What do you mean by that? Well, that's funny. Dig that guy. <laughs> that's an inside joke. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Oh. <laughs> uh no, but I think you're right. You're right. I should I should and I am in a better place than I was when I started doing this shit like 
started really taking my TikTok more seriously in January. I was like, all right, I'm bringing the podcast back. I'm doing it all the time. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I I am just one to take the day off or be like, oh, I don't have to do anything else. But if I keep that workflow consistent, then I like won't fall off. But I think when I try to do everything at once and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. And it's just like that one day off becomes two days off. And it's like, all right, now I'm behind. And that's that's its own thing. Um, that's just me. I, I'm just lazy. I'm naturally very lazy. I don't think you're naturally very lazy, bro. I think like the whole world is built to distract you from succeeding. Like everything in our life right now is like a distraction. And so it's very easy to just go with what they want you to do, you know? But I think like you recognize that you have to work very hard to achieve the goals that you set for yourself. And then that's all that matters, you know? So it's just about like reminding yourself when you can to take those extra steps, push a little bit harder. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am terrible at it as well. Like, like really bad, but if you can find a day to just like sit down and do like 10 hours of progress, like that is always a good thing. You ever watch uh, Joey Diaz motivational videos? No. He's like, you know, Joey Diaz is right. Of course. Yeah. And he's like, get up motherfucker. Go, go take it. Like, okay. And it's like, dude, it's very, very nice for like a Monday morning. You're like, sure. I don't want to do shit. And he's like, go kick the shit out of that this day. Like all this stuff. He's um, go kill that motherfucker. And I'm like, ah, ah. Yeah, that's how you got to talk to yourself, you know? It's kind of like train your inner monologue, you know? I like that. And we're talking about uh, manifesting visualization. I think a big thing for me has been an improved self-talk and just like, and basically like a a bad thought or an anxious thought or whatever comes in and I just bat it away, you know? And I'm just like, no, that's not how we talk to ourselves. And like uh, treating yourself like you treat someone else. You know, with that same love and compassion and like forgiveness for when you fuck up. I think that's a really big one for me. I struggle with that so heavily. It's so great to hear you acknowledging that too. Like I, I, yeah, I've been going through the exact same cycles, bro. Like I think like the way I talk to myself is very negative all the time. And so like actively trying to create better habits of that is like a huge part of my routine now. Just like, and, and that actually goes to what we were just talking about, like trying to celebrate those little wins. Like sometimes I have to remind myself like, hey, like you did a good thing. And you know? like, it doesn't always have to be like, it could have been better. It could have been better, which it most of the time is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my mom bought me this gratitude book for Christmas. I've been writing in it a bunch of times. Um, it's nice. It's like, what are you grateful for today? Like, what are your, you're just it's like keeping that positive talk and just like, it, it helps me at least like push through and try to get all these things done also remembering like the light at the end of the tunnel is far away and you're gonna have to do all this work to get there but at the same time like you said acknowledging your wins like acknowledge that you are getting closer you are inching there you are you know you're you're better than you were yesterday and Mm -hmm. a week ago and and that's it is tough because we do kind of want lofty things for ourselves and i used to i used to be kind of half half ass on it i used to be half in and now it's like, no, I really want to accomplish things. I really want to be something and make something lasting, like you said. And uh, just admit and acknowledging the fears in that. I think that's a big thing. It's like nice to think about. It's like, oh, like I want these things, but it's like, why aren't you doing the work then? Because I'm scared and not even necessarily scared of like failing, but scared of like, what is it going to mean for my life to change? You know, and the more stuff I do, you know, you're going to lose people in your life and you're going to not have time for them and that kind of thing and it's that's that's just 
it is it's terrifying but at the same time like it's just it's a process we'll all go, go through that is weird have you started losing friends bro it sounds like we're going through a lot of the same things right now i totally know what you're talking about like uh a big realization i had the other day was this idea of like not everybody is in your life forever and like that's not a bad thing you know like some people are here to give you a few lessons and that might be over a week and that might be over 10 years and like 10 years sounds long but then like at the end of 10 years you're like oh shit like we're not as tight you know like things have completely changed because we're just doing different things now so yeah definitely i've noticed that like i'm losing touch with a lot of different people but i, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing i think like there's a lot to be learned for people and like i said not everybody's here for a, the whole time no absolutely and it's and like he, sorry i might be deep here no, you're good. We can wrap. I'm doing a podcast, Fezzy. Hold on. It's okay. No, but uh, I got bills to watch, boys. I got bills to watch too now. Uh, but no, we're <laughs> going to wrap it up here in a second. But I, I think that is a really big thing where it's just like, appreciate the people for what they did give you in the time. And that's enough for me. Like whether it be past relationship or past friendships and people have come and gone in my life. Like I really have started to not feel negatively towards, even if there's like a bad falling out or something, usually that I did, uh, <laughs> in my, in my bad younger years. So I, I just appreciate people like, that is another part of this gratitude thing where it's just like, I, I love these people. I love what they showed me and what they did for me. And it's like, there's this little bullshit you'll take away from people you met one time or whatever, or you were, but you were there when uh, we were at Bonnaroo in 2019 working and that girl off oh, a beautiful angel of a woman the love of my life no i'm just kidding but we had this she like we obviously hit it off we we're talking she's like oh we should go see like a show and we get off and i was like yeah then we went to sign disco um i got just talked all night like really really fun experience with this person nothing happened from it right like i mean we're not still in contact or anything but it's like i had this real i was like just the, the positive feelings. That was like a two day thing. I was like, oh, this girl is so hot and she is feeling me. Like that was the coolest that it's just like to <laughs> the confidence that is you're supposed to from that. You know, I don't need to be some people just be here for like one day to teach you a lesson, you know? Yeah. I don't, I'm not hitting her up. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And she probably helped you out in a time where you needed it. You know? That's what I'm saying, dude, I will never forget full eye contact conversation in the car after we got back from the sign disco i rolled a perfect blunt never broke eye contact it was just it was perfect it was fat it was pearled burnt beautifully and i was like i see you make you do anything <laughs> today i have god <laughs> and that is where we'll wrap up this show so xavier can go watch his milfs i will milf, milf, watch. Milf, 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 milf 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 no free ads but milf manor uh what is it on tlc all right um, <laughs> the learning channel this is awesome talking to you buddy of course we'll have to have you on again in the future um yeah check out what i'm doing wide awake at three instagram twitter talk dash smith on TikTok, um, rate the show five stars, send it to your friends. You know you want to. You know you want to check out Xavier's podcast. Tell them about it. Xavier's podcast. I like your outro. I like all the things you shout out. I want to, I'm going to steal all that. Give me five stars. Share it with your friends. Don't be a fucking pussy. Do what I tell you. I like that. Yeah, I'm stealing that. I, I think you said that, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I said that verbatim. Your memory is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, no, but it's one of those things. Like, it's just where we're here. You obviously like the sound of my voice enough. Like, I will leave. I eventually I will lead you into battle when the revolution. You have a nice one. Yeah, you inside good one, dude. People will tell me that, and I think it's like the sweetest compliment. They're like, you have a really good podcasting voice, and I'm like, nice, babe. Like, I just had a, I made a yeah. new new friend in Austin. I've been looking for like a a best dude friend here, and I had him on. It's coming out. Uh, now nah, I've been lazy about it, but it will be coming out. But he was like, you really do go into podcast mode. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. But, uh, yeah, check out all the other shit. Yeah, exactly. Check out all the other stuff I'm doing. Um, check out Xavier's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You are my favorite person in the world. I love you. Good night. Peace.